And we are live. Welcome back to On The King's Dime. It is Wednesday. It's a Wednesday episode this week, uh, the 6th of April. Uh, we're here to talk about the uh, the weekend game. We, the games are coming thick and fast at the moment. Sorry, I'm just hooked up in my ears. Still, still paranoid about the sound, but it sounds coming through good, so... Uh, yeah, we're here to talk about the Kings against the Jack Jumpers. It was a good game on the weekend, Sunday, I think it was. Um, we're going to talk it about that. One PM. Yeah, it was a good, n- nice time for it. Nice time for a game like that. Um, was it one or two? I think it was two. Was it no one, two, one, one? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about um, just the Kings in general, the wider league, and what our uh, playoff hopes and shape, shape, shapes, and hoping up hopes are shaping up to be. Uh, but as always, you can like and subscribe. We're live right now on Facebook and give us a like and a subscribe onto YouTube. We'll put these up on YouTube in replay so you can listen to them after these go up uh, and also in audio form on the Anchor platform, which goes out to Spotify and to Apple Pod- Podcasts and Google Podcasts. One day I'll nail that. Today is not that day. But... Yeah, not much to talk about apart from 10, 10 in a row. It's 10. Every, everything was 10, 10 in a row, 10. Um, I don't think we've had a streak or a, a period that rivals that going all the way back to Will Weaver's. Um, what did, I think he had, did he have over 10 in a row? Did he have 11 or 12 in a row maybe? We, I don't think we've done 10 in a row. I don't think anyone's done 10 yeah i think will weaver had a i'd have to go and check the history on that but i think he had like a, a crazy patch maybe it wasn't like five or six in a row and then we'd strung together but that 20 21 22 win season yeah we had a we had a great team and we had a pretty pretty good streak to get us into that position where we finished first that year but it feels a lot like that this year like there's you know, not much to talk about. We probably could just end it right here, you know, see you guys next time and, uh, you know, see you after the next game. But um, that, was, that was a good game against the Jack Jumpers. Uh, what are your thoughts in general about that game? Uh, it was over in the first eight minutes. It just seems like when Sydney gets the lead now, they never really let teams back in. And it, it yeah, every time, you know, Tasmania went on a run, it was unequivocally and very quickly. Um, there's so many just weapons to throw at teams. Like everyone seems to be coming into peak form. Yeah, even Tommy V starting to hit a bit of hit a bit of shape there. He had a good game. Mm. But um, yeah, we we we're getting to some garbage minutes with our guys, which I think is good. I think the bench has got to play a good role. You know, if there are um, injuries come playoff time, I don't know how Sean Bruce fits back into this team. To be completely honest with you. Um, you know, playing Ian Clark as a second string point guard is kind of, you know, genius. And the win was, you know, deserved one. They really just took it to the jack jumpers and never let up, never took their foot off their throats. And um, I think the jack jumpers had some pretty, like, they didn't get Steindl into the game early enough was one thing. But, um, and there was no Magne either. So there was no really, there was no center threat. And that's, a big part of this league is that if there's a centre threat, we tend to do. It turns to be a closer game, but there's really only one team that can do that, and that's well, there's two. There's Illawarra and there's there's Melbourne, but outside mm. of that, then you just play Cooks as a small ball five, and away you go. And um, the turn makers having been having a bit of a golden patch as well. If you continue that up, then we really do have kind of that big big count. 
that was that was nice to see. But yeah, everyone's getting minutes. Everyone's looking good. Mm. It was um, so Adams. Yeah, you keep going. What was I going to say? Jalen Adams. More to say. The dude, the dude could be in an NBA. Yeah, he's, it's, it's just crazy. Um, we, we'll get to that. But, yeah, I think this the Jack Jumpers coming off a quick turnaround. They played the 36ers. They looked pretty good in that game. And I thought, ooh, you know, not a bad performance against the 36ers. The 36ers this year have just been like, wow, what a disappointment. Signing McCarron, you know, and then for him to just, he looks like he's just like, whatever, man, I'll take the money and, uh, you know, I'll finish, we'll finish at eighth. We don't really care sort of thing. But, um it was good to see Sydney, you know, you know you had to come into that Jack Jumpers game and just cut the head off, right? Like, yeah, you're tired off the quick turnaround. We're just going to come in, cut the head off you guys. And, you know, 30 to 14 first quarter basically did that. And mo- like most years, you could probably look at this Kings team and just go, ah, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. You know, 16-point leads, nothing for this Kings team. But our ability, this team, has happened three or four times now to just stomp the neck. And just like that's it. You just it's it's getting to a point where now we as fans can start to just relax a little bit and just go, no, 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 this team's gonna stomp the neck and that's gonna be all over. And we basically did that. And you know, the Jack Jumpers kind of out of the gate, they let Jalen Adams get two just easy wide open threes, and you're just like can't 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 let that happen, boys. And you I just I you just got the feeling of like yeah, they're not in, they're not on today. Like it's you know you've lost the game before you've even turned up and off the the first tip. You know what I mean? Well, they had sixteen attempts at three in like the first quarter. Like that's just too many threes, <laughs> and that's because they don't have any scoring threats on the inside. Tired, the tired Sydney team def- too. Well, it's a tired team, but the Sydney defense can just kind of run rings into you know rim defenders like uh, like Cooks and you know Chubb people like Martin. So you, you and we've got good line guards. So. You're running these guys off the line, and then you know they're taking shots from like 35 foot. Like why? Mm-hmm. Like Joshua Jett, just like oh yeah, yeah 35 foot. It's just like this is this is silly. He hit like a nice jumper pretty early, but looking at Majet and Adams, um, their Adams, not our Adams. Both of those two just don't like the size. Any size and power they come up against, it's just it doesn't work for them. And I've seen them have good games where they can get free and like get on the loose. But in this Sydney team, it's like, all right, you got away from Adams, but now you're going into Wani and Cooks and Jarrell. I mean, Jarrell, but like some bigger guys. Like what what have you got? And then, you know, we've got guys coming off the bench. Glover did a really good job on Majed as well. And it just, you, you know, you put the hurt on them. And I think... Like this season, Majet's kind of struggled with that. You know, you really put the hurt on him, and he he kind of just goes into his shell. And that's that's a lot of their team. It relied on Steindl coming out and hitting these threes. And every time we every time they made a run, it was just look at the Jack Jumpers close it back to twenty, and you were just like, yes, like this is this is a great position for the Kings to be in because every time the Jack Jumpers made a run, I think they had a fourteen to one run. I think in the second maybe or third. And it's like they've cut the lead to 20 here. And you're just like a 40 to one run cuts the lead to like 18. And you're like, wow, like far out. Like we're st-. And then it's just two quick buckets and we're back, you know, we're back stomping on the neck again. But another another great performance I've got here, you know, Jalen hits two two early threes, wide open threes. And you're just like, can't, look, can't afford to let that happen. But how many times would you see off a, off a missed basket, we just toss the ball out and just run and someone gets a layup and you I think that happened like three or four times throughout the entire game and it's this 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 pace that we're playing at now like the pace that we play with 
and we, the, I, I, I've said, said it a few times, like the pace that we started the season with has kind of now given us a wind to play a lot quicker, get the ball out, get into transition, really, really work the uh, work the open spaces and those toss outs. To I think Jarrell got one, Cooks got two, um, oh. and I think. Maker might have even got one as well, or maybe that was kind of a little bit more in, like a little bit more in traffic, bringing the ball up. But against these tired legs, that was that was a huge thing. And the thirty to fourteen first quarter, like I think you know, it was pretty safe to say it was over just there. Um, but it's yeah. I, I've got here in my notes. It's just great to have a point guard that recognizes the game and the team and you know he doesn't have to just shoot it like how many times does he just dime guys up and you're just like wow it's in the flow of the offense he finds a guy and get you get a bucket and it's a pressure relieving bucket like it's not a crazy finish or like tossing it out to someone who has to launch a three in traffic you know it's just so comfortable such a such a good position to be in man uh xavier cooks nearly had a quadruple double uh, 14 points nine rebounds Nine assists and eight turnovers. <laughs> Nine assists. That's that's the other thing. I couldn't believe. Like, I, I wrote in my notes too. Like that. I I don't think I've seen a bad as bad a defensive performance as that. Like the amount of just offer offer high action. Two guys go to the ball and then it's an easy just pass and then a three on two in the middle and we just pass it around and then at, at the the team where you look at like if you're the jack jumpers you look at this Sydney team you just like we cannot afford to let Sydney get three on two inside basically because like it's it's Cooks it's Maker you know anyone else um, Jarrell Martin you want an easy bucket like and this team is so good at getting those easy buckets like any time there's three on two or three on three inside it's an easy one two pass Cooks will finish um, Jarrell will finish and then yeah McCurr Maker had a nice little step back at start the game too a little confidence booster for him which was good to see yeah man it's it's kind of a faultless performance, really. In the end, it, it, you know, it was just a cruise, nice one game round, and uh, and and away we went. And uh, you know, c- cementing that top four position, although it's still not, it's not quite um, fully cemented. We're on fifteen wins, um, and and the Jack Jumpers are on thirteen. We obviously we played two more games though, mm. um, so it's not it's not quite cemented yet. You know, they could they. All this this great ten wins has done. It hasn't you know, catapulted us into the stratosphere. We've still got a little bit of a tough road left. Mm. Easier week this week coming with Adelaide and New Zealand. This one New Zealand's awesome bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Adelaide is just turgent. So I'm I'm quite satisfied against Adelaide on you know a kind of Tuesday. And then we've got Thursday as well, the following week. It's, mm. it's just it's a tough, tough string of games um, that we really need to pull a couple of wins out of to kind of cement that home court advantage, I think, because Kudos has been quite a, a stronghold for us as well this year. Um, so you want to really finish in that top two, which would, and I don't really care who we play on after that, but yeah, it's, um, I think it's the toughest, it's the real test these these six upcoming games we've got. Mm-hmm. Um, We've done a lot of heavy lifting, right, over the last yeah. few weeks, um, month and a bit, and you know, ten wins is huge, and it just kind of puts into perspective some of those terrible losses at the start of the season, where you're just like, three or four of those, you know, and we turn into wins and suddenly, you know, we're comfortably on top and that 10 wins gives us a buffer. But I think we've done extremely well to get back 
to where we are. And you're right. I think, you know, you raise a good point for all our backslapping and, you know, bum tapping about, you know, possibly finishing in first. We've still got to win those games. And it's not a, not a hard run, which is good. Like playing uh, 36ers, I mean, they've been pretty terrible. I still like they have might have some chalky bigs where you're just like, oh, like DJ, you know, DJ just comes out. And, oh, like, But at the same Cooks time. Cooks is all over DJ. Mm. Cooks yeah, is all over DJ. It's And Kai Soto is, is an 18-year-old really gimmick. Let's yeah. be real. He's an 18-year-old gimmick. Yeah. He's been pretty good. Like, But the same way like Make has been good where you're not like, wow, yeah. like unbelievable taking the league by storm. Like You're just like, yeah, he's been good. But, you know. Um, it's not like Moody. Remember that year Moody played for Perth? Moody? What was his name? No, John, what, John was it? John Moody? M- Moody, yeah. Sorry, I thought you said Moody, Moody like Moody. Mo- like Moses no, Moody. Moody, <laughs> Moody, no, Moody no. Moosley. <laughs> um, yeah, man, and he just couldn't miss. And then you were like, please don't re-sign him. Like, <laughs> please. And then he, I think he went overseas, didn't you? And um. He, yeah, he just couldn't miss, like, getting away with travels left, right, and center, setting great screens for Cotton. Like, I'm pretty glad that he ended up leaving. You know, they turned him into Hodgson and Majok, so I was like, yep, good luck with that. Um, but back back on this game, just reading out some of the stats. Glover with 11 points, huge, pretty handy. A couple of, and uh, I think one and one, and a um, couple of, uh, you know, real drives inside where you're like, oh, great to see him getting, getting, amongst, getting amongst it and uh, having a good night. McCurmaker seven points, Jarrell and Cooks thirteen and fourteen points, but then yeah, Jalen Adams twenty and seven, um, three steals. I think kind of had the wood, and then Ian Clark, quiet night for Ian Clark, only seven points, three of seven. Um, but still, there was a, a play in the first quarter where um, Adams off like a wave screen hit Wani in the corner, and you're just like, yeah, okay, and Wani misses it. And then they run the same wave screen in the second quarter and Clark's there and Clark's just like, bang, wide open, hits it. And you're just like, yeah, that's like that's the play to run for Clark. A little bit of high action off a wave and then you find him wide open in the corner. But at the same time, I thought Wani played quite well offensively anyway. He had a couple of like dives to the hoop inside, tough finishes inside, like a, a little stop and wait and then, then finish, which is good to see. I think we, we've sort of said he struggled to score the ball over the last month. You know, he started quite well, but over the last month, he's just been inside his own head, missing shots. Um, so it was good to see him get, you know, the scoring the scoring kind of um, confidence. But defensively, man, he is just like, it's just so good to have him. Like, imagine being Adams and Clark, the level that they're at, and then just being like, yeah, yeah we've got Wani as well. <laughs> like, it's just the yeah. defensive, yeah. like... The amount of defense that we can throw at some of these guards is just, it's on another level. And yeah, having Glover come out and play well takes the pressure off DJ as well. DJ can just like, sweet, like I'm play off guard and don't even have to play defense. And he had a couple of nice finishes inside, shooting the ball a little bit as well. And you know, you don't have to him. He's had it like, let's talk quickly about him. Like he hasn't had to just go back into a team off that injury, that pretty, pretty bad injury. I mean, the NBL season comes at these times where, you know, you don't have to um, have a short off season to get back into the season. Like, you're not coming back halfway through a season. You're coming back at the start of a season or just just into a season. And for him to, like, not have to just, all right, just take the ball and, like, go. Like, you know, you need to come back and you need to take the load and score that. I think it's been great for him, you know, and it's... You know, having, having those extra guys to throw around has been, like, a, a real help for him. And I, I hope... 
you know, what what are we looking at? Another six to seven months before the next season, getting ahead of ourselves. He's got plenty of time now to, you know, get his legs back under. He's he's got his legs under him a little bit, but you want, you know, another another four or five months of like solid play and training yeah. to for him to really be be back, quote unquote back. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. Bales hit a, had a nice and one came out four minutes. You know he he's only playing four minutes, and you're right. I think when Sean Bruce comes back, he takes those minutes basically, um, which is it's kind of sucks for Bales, but it's just kind of a testament to how deep we are. And then yeah, Mitchell DP came out and had a had a little bit of a frolic right at the end. Two three minutes it was good to see. No uh, no Galloway. <laughs> I remember when Galloway was playing like 13, 14 minutes last year. I was just like, whoa, okay, sure thing. Um, but, yeah, all in all, great performance. Uh, looking at some of the team stats, I had here in my notes one of them that was mentioned, we only missed six shots in the first half, and that's like, wow, like that's a that's a great yeah, performance. And I think in the third, by sort of the middle of the third, we were shooting 60% from three, um, tapered off a little bit. At the end, and we ended up with uh, 40% from two and 30% from, uh, sorry, that's the jack jumpers, 79% from two, 40% from three, um, which is just, you know, 23 of 29 from two is just unheard of. But that, again, a testament to just how bad that defense was. I cannot, I couldn't count how many just high screens. It was just like, all oh, right, pretty routine double team, and you just pass it to Cooks, who's on the foul line with no help at all, and you're like, he just goes in and scores. Like I just, I couldn't believe how many times that happened, and he didn't just change it up at all. And it was just like, well, that's where he lost the game right there. Um, and yeah, let's let's quickly pivot to the three-two-one. Uh, I think you have to go Adams for three. Yeah, I went Adams um, for three. I think Cooks for two, and I'm going to give Glover one. Yep. I got Glover, Glover for two, the Glove man. Yeah. Uh, you had um, Cooks for two, right? Yeah. Yep. And then I had Cooks for one. And then, sorry, who did you have for one Glover? Yeah. The Glove man. Yeah. Um, tough again. Like, that was a really good all round performance. Um, and even though Jarrell only, I think he only had 13 points. That was still such a good all-round performance, man. Like yeah, he was getting the yeah, spaces, yeah. passing, hitting, knocking down shots too, and not just having to like really uphill score the ball, which was great to see. And those yeah. are the sorts of games you know you want your real playing more of, keeping fresh for this uh, finals, finals, okay. finals, finals, uh, upcoming possible finals. We should you know just not get ahead of ourselves. All right, tips. You want to do quickly do tips. Yeah, man. Let's, uh, let's do some tipping. Um, let's move this over here. I've got too, not enough screens. How many do I get right this week? None. Two, three, four, five. I think I had four. It was a rough, rough week for a few people. Um, I'll put the table out tomorrow. Sorry, I've been been a bit busy today. I didn't didn't have a chance to put it out. I'll put it out tomorrow either before the next round starts. And um, yeah, man, my I'm just falling in a bit of a hole. This Adelaide, man. I went Adelaide this round. Was like. I think Adelaide are going to do it, and then they just lost both games. I was like, you're kidding me, Adelaide. What are you doing? <laughs> just one of the worst worst seasons I've seen, man. Fire out. Um, all right, I don't have the fixtures, so let me get them up because that's annoying. Come on. 
come on NBL website. All right, South East Melbourne start out against the Melbourne United. To Melbourne United, good bounce back even without a guard up against Perth. So I think United can do it. Uh, went United also. Um, Phoenix just kind of plummeting. Yeah. Um, Every then, season. Yeah, I know. Perth Wildcats are at RAC against the Breakers. I'm going to say the Breakers. The Breakers. All right. Bold. Very bold. Oh. Uh, Jack Jumpers are then at home to the Types. Jack Jumpers. Types three in a row, though, man. Taipans, three in a row. Um, I'm going Taipans, make it four in a row. Late, little late charge at the end of the season. Um, make their season look good. Uh, Brisbane Bullets are at home to the Hawks. No, Hawks. Yeah. The Hawks are on a good run. I just feel like I hope... Well, no, nah, we'll talk about it. That's all right. I'll, I'll bring it up after this. 36ers are at home to the Kings. Uh, the Kings. Kings to make it 11. 11. Oh. Uh, and then the Breakers are at Bendigo against South East Melbourne. The Sem. The Sem. Uh, and then the Cairns Taipans are in Cairns against Melbourne. Oh. I'm going to go to Taipans. Types. Wow. Rando types. All right. I'm going United. Uh, 36ers are then at home to the Bullets. The Bullets? The Bullocks. Uh, bullets for me. Yep. Kings. Kings again. Yeah. Easy peasy. Three, three round for the breakers. Oh, no. It's just two. Two round for the breakers. Uh, no, three. They play Perth at RAC on Thursday. Yeah. They play on Sunday. And then they play on Tuesday. Yeah. They are going to be stay puffed. On yeah, uh, that's, Tuesday, that's... they are going to be out of juice, and it's great <laughs> yes. for us. That is great. Uh, but, yeah, monster round. So, you know, you never know, man. You get a, you get a perfect round here. Change your change your, fa- change your fortune, change your favours. What, what, what does that even mean? Um, right, so that's that's locked in. Let's let's talk about the finals preview, like who, look, what these teams are looking like. This, this Perth team looks, man, like totally just beatable um not by us because we've beaten them three nil this season but just losing games where you you know the curse of blanchfield sort of coming back where blanchfield last year was like a bit of a like a wild card for them but you always have that curse of blanchfield where he just takes shots and you're just like blanchfield what are you doing they just don't have bigs either where you're like wow you guys have had bigs the last three or four years and now you you know you got hodgson and and it's driving Vic Law into foul trouble early in games because he's kind of like a six seven power forward and he's having to defend the four and five, which he shouldn't really be. And you know, I watched this game and he was like four fouls like two minutes into the third third, and that's a game over essentially. You can't just have cotton scoring because they've got no one else. Mm. It's a Vic Law and cotton show, and if he's fouled out, and that's the thing is that teams are smart, they just go with Vic Law. He can't really defend without fouling. And he's over overzealous, you know. Three fouls and sit, and four foul, and that's it. You've got ten minutes of just Bryce Cotton on the court, and you can't really do every everything. Um, and no bigs, no scoring bigs. Hodgson and Johnson are just Johnson are great backup big, but mm. not primary. And Hodgson is just a gum bear, like a gummy bear. Yeah, shit for brains. And it's just like you know, 
he has the tools though, right, to be a good big, but he doesn't have the footwork and he just doesn't have the awareness. Well, the tools, of, right? He, yeah. he's, he's not got awareness. He's not got the smarts, and he doesn't he doesn't have the footwork. So it's just kind of like he's just a seven foot one big dude. Mm. And he gets caught out, and then you can rinse him. And I think that's the part of the issue with um, Law and you know playing him and getting him in foul trouble is you can go at Hodgson because he doesn't have that awareness like spatial awareness around him to play defense and you just you go at Hodgson and dump it off to somebody or you you know you you play off for Hodgson and especially against us where you know we could just send send multiple people at Hodgson I think these teams are now starting to realize you can do that as well um interestingly enough Cotton's played the most minutes in the league so far, yeah. 806 minutes. And then Vic Law is fourth with 766. So those two are probably getting a bit tired too towards the end of this season, yeah. you know. And I think they said it on the coverage, like, oh, you know, like Perth haven't really cemented this spot. And I was like, mm, that's, that's a good point. But then you kind of look at these other two teams and the Phoenix and Jack Jumpers, and you're kind of like, you know, like, I don't see either of those teams like going, yeah, we're going to take that spot. Like really, I think the United Sydney Kings and the Hawks are the three teams that are the form teams and you could probably just, Perth could limp in there. But if the Jack Jumpers or the Phoenix made it, would you go like, wow, what a, what a finish. You know, they've, they've come in Perth. I mean, the Jack Jumpers are currently two, $201 to win the championship. I was like, holy moly. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think the Jack Jumpers South East Melbourne do it. I think, you know, the Jack Jumpers have had a good run. It's kind of like a new team, no expectations, no pressure. They've been able to put some stuff together, well coached most of the time. Um, but no broke off in that Phoenix team and mm. no bench depth. And you kind of just got Mitch Creek and Jiaqi and Jiaqi can't play against Sydney. So it's kind of like, well, it, it, they're not going anywhere. Um, so, yeah, it's not really a viable team, to be honest with you. So Perth have two, they're two wins clear over the Jack Jumpers and the Phoenix. So you would think in this little run of, I think, six games, I think it is, um, to, to finish the season, I think most teams have six games to play. You would think they could probably buffer that. Um, and then looking at the four-win buffer to the Jack Jumpers, I think we're pretty much home and hosed, like touch wood. We're pretty close to being home and hosed there um, because they're yeah down to where the bullets are sitting at fifteen losses. You know they're not going to make any any run, which is a bit disappointing. That Brisbane team like yeah, a bit disappointing, um, but the Hawks might just be peaking at the right time as well. And they're well coached. That's they, the other thing. They have had Tyler Harvey's been out the last few games, hasn't he? I think so. I think he might have just come back. Um, probably should have done the research pre pre stream but that's all right um i had it here but it doesn't want to come up but yeah i think if he comes back with any sort of um you know froth i think i just yeah still going back to what we were talking about last week looking at these teams that i don't think they have the array of bigs all three of those teams the hawks the um united and the wildcats don't have the array yeah. of bigs man yeah and then you go, okay, like, how can you get by that? Guards? And then you look at our guards. It's like, yeah, guards are pretty big and strong too. And you kind of go, ooh, like, on paper, it just looks like, wow, like, this this Sydney team might just be the wild card that's, you know, you look at and go, wow, the, the bigs are strong and the guards are strong. Like, 
you know, it's 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 going to be it's going to be a pretty tough ask. Um, and then Melbourne going through a little bit of a rough patch, but I, I think they have the tools themselves. Um, if yeah. Delhi and if Delhi's scoring the ball with any kind of conviction, we're kind of lucky as well that we're not playing them at all. Like you know, yeah, we're, victory uh, every tough ask, but I think I think we've got them. I mean. Yeah, I, I say lucky, fast. but it's not luck. Like it's, I, I'd love to play them right now. Like bring, bring it on. I'd yeah. love to see yeah. a clash like that. Um, but at the same time, it'd be great if it was in a semi-final or a final, even. But, um, yeah. But yeah, this it's it's good, man. It's coming down. I think you know, ten wins to front end load this final part of the season is is going to be great. And you're looking at this week, the. Uh, Adelaide game, hopefully, we'll get a win there. And then, yeah, the puffed out breakers on Tuesday. And then the Hawks Thursday. We're going to be puffed for that game, man, because what are they playing? They are playing Saturday. So they're Saturday, Thursday. We're Tuesday, Thursday. So mm. We're Saturday, but, Tuesday, Thursday. But that that's all right. I think it comes at a nice time to just go, all right, we'll finally get the L there and then regroup, right? Like, if we have yeah. to take an L, like, we'll finally so get the take, L there and regroup. Yeah. You want to get four out of the next six games. Mm. I think we can start getting to this week and seeing seeing how we go in the last four. I think two two wins and we're on even 40 against us. We just want to get away from that fourth spot as much as we can. Yeah, I think I think we're close to clear. Like one or two wins will get us clear. Um, at the same time, yeah, I kind of want to finish first. Like that'd be great if we could like turn this all the way around and finish first. Do you feel like the the marketing is going to ramp up? Like if we finish the season super strong, it's going to be like oh, Sydney's to lose now, and it's going to like I always hate that going into a like I like to be the the steady team going into a finals. We don't just go and watch the finals this year, though. That'd be good. Yeah, it'd be good to see some more finals action. Yeah, that Melbourne game was top quality that we went to last time. Yeah, see, watching Cook strip. I think it was was it Goulding down low to win the game. That was top. That was one of the best nights in Australian basketball. Uh, um, but yeah, I think. Um, what do you reckon? Any anything else you want to say more about the league itself? Really, it's kind of coming to crescendo now. We're just waiting for it to. The, the, the pieces to unfold. It's quite a close finish, which is good. I suppose the point of this recap is to keep things as entertaining as possible right down to the warm up. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. It'd be interesting to see what the league does with the team and how many games. Because 28 games is, for the amount of time the season goes for, 28 games is not that much. Especially when it's had these impacts this season right because we had those two rounds with two games or one game was even one of the rounds and i think if you meted this out over the allotted period you would get a pretty steady lot of games for each team each week but this this season's kind of a little bit gone a little bit pear-shaped um which is why we're getting this crazy finish to the season which I don't know. I, I reckon if you ask the players, they'd probably p- want to play twice a week um, in general. I just don't know how you would make that sort of change to the league. Like the league has been a one game a week league for I don't know how long. Like 
you know, you, you need more teams, you need more, um, more like this. This is way more logistics to go into that, right? Because you can't more just logistics. keep playing up the up the east coast, up the west coast. You can't just keep flying Perth out. Although Perth kind of showed this season that you know, spend some time over here, like play six or seven games on a stretch, and then oh look, you lose some games. Mm, very interesting, interesting that. Um, but yeah, it needs three or four more teams. I'd love to see like a forty game season, man. That'd be great. Twice a week games all the way through the week, almost like a big bash style, you know, just games, 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 like the NBA. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Well, you could, you could, you could almost do like, you know, start the season in September and then have like, a, like flurry of games over that Christmas period where it's like two games a night kind of thing. Uh, or one game. Yeah. One game a night. And then a flurry other weekends, you know, big, big boxing day clashes, um, all those kind of, Exciting things where you get to pump a whole bunch of games out and then it goes back to the regular season thing. And, um, yeah, I'd like to see another couple of teams. I think the NBL 1's kind of doing that, like seeing if if basketball can kind of take off in a, in a semi-amateur to see if there's enough feeder players to actually form a coherent another couple of teams. Um, I think we've seen with the Jack Jump that there probably is enough players, um, but as a league, is there enough local talent? Uh, yeah is there 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 a need for like it's it's hard eh? it it still to me comes down to the whole like the sparseness of australia like it's just way too sparse right you're you're basically to fly to perth and back you're kind of doing what is like the east west u.s type thing like it's about the same distance right i would i would like to see townsville re-entably townsville cross I think that's a team, and I think Canberra Cosmos. I think Canberra. It's time. Like Canberra's a growing, mm, a growing mm. market of 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 population. You know, three hundred fifty, three hundred sixty thousand. I think it's time to to bring these teams back. Um, Apart from that, though, form. how many like which other teams, like which other cities, really would you you get? Like you wouldn't really get any other I cities. Think, I think we could probably get to fourteen teams. I think we could probably. Uh, Maybe get a Newcastle team. Um, I think there's enough population up there now, and and a stretch fifteen if you wanted to go a second Sydney team. I don't know if a second Sydney team works really. Nah, yeah, yeah, not for not for me. But from a geographic perspective, because mm. I think you know, it's weird that the second Melbourne teams work, but Melbourne watch Victorians will watch two flies and then all sorts. It'll be yeah, it'll probably be another Victorian team, but it's it's interesting that we're getting such quality now i think i I don't know i don't know if it's the like the games being a bit all over the place but the the quality of some of these games now are like so much better than they were five years ago six years ago yeah Yeah. and i think there is room to grow but you can't just do kind of like what the a-league did where it's just like teams 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 away no no bring them back to like take two teams out take two teams out quick 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 we're too fast it's it's not. I don't think that's viable in this type of sport. Taking out, huh? Who's Ailey taking out? Oh, they took out the Gold Coast. Um, oh, the Gold Coast. The Fury. The Fury was yeah. there, North Queensland or oh. whatever. But oh, but you know Coast. what I mean. Like there was a whole yeah. like teams, teams, teams. Get the teams in. Yeah, more teams, more teams. And then it was like, no, no, quick, take teams out, team teams out. They're folding. They're folding. Like I think it just kind of grew too fast. And I don't think the NBLs on that scale. Um, and the NBL doesn't have like the feeder system either. Like the A League, at least, kind of 
folded back and then went, oh, FFA Cup, let's let's do that route where they can just get pub teams from everywhere to come and play in this like extra tournament. The NBL could do that tier system maybe. Um, and also like I was, I've been watching some of the Premier Cricket, like the highlights from the Premier Cricket and the standard is so bad. Like it's like... <laughs> It's like watching, watching Saturday um, cricket, man. Like it's bad, and you kind of go, "Yeah, that's kind of why it's not on TV." Eh? Like, yeah. Well, it's, I watched I watched an NBL one game. I watched a quarter of NBL one game, and I think it finished six four in a quarter. It was just it was bricks at thirty paces, and and, and then the Southern Sharks. I think Southern played Illawarra, and it was eighty seven eighty five game, which is pretty good. Like, mm. so it was a it was a close game. So there's some standard. I think Rocky mm, former mm. Sydney King. And development player Lockie Hutchinson playing well for, for uh, the Sutherland. But I think that is what really defines it. I think why we have been getting better prospects here is that Next Star's pathway. I think it's put people on the map. I think as salaries become begin to grow as well, we'll attract more to come in. But I think the G League has done that as well. Um, and, you know, I think that this is definitely a pathway to get to the G League, which is yeah. a pathway to get to the NBA. And I think European basketball is that one step too far for a lot of a lot of players. I think people go to Europe to have a career, whereas it's kind of known in, in there's always scouts down here watching the next stars, and so you've kind of built that pathway back mm. to the NBA or to the G League, and there's sharing of players. And the G League has raise the talent level just in general of the NBA standards as well, I think, personally. Uh, you know, there's a lot of G League alum now, pop all-stars, Chris Middleton, Fred Van Fleet, you know, these guys are G League alum. They, didn't, they mm. were never drafted. And, you know, they're, they're, they're all-stars and get paid $20 million a season. So it's, um, it helps to have them bogat there, I think. As well, like I think I, it helps having I think it helps having Delhi there, man. Yeah, champion. Like I, I think it helps having that. It, it would be interesting to see if we can like bring a semi peak. You know, if we can get to the top where these like semi peak guys come down, maybe like a um, like a vet min over there is 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 the same as here, but less games. I don't know. Like it seems like it's. Um, but that yeah, that next star seemed to work really well. That first two years, what did we have tugs, and then we had um, Diddy. Um, this year we don't have a next star, do we? No. And then yeah, oh yeah, one of the makers, right? And then there isn't that many high profile ones, right? Well, there's Copper Soto, who's kind of got the the world of the Philippines on his shoulders. He's the Philippines Grand Open. But even even that is like. It's not the level of Lamelo or someone like that or RJ, where you know maybe in three or four years we might get some more of those. Like, oh, Australia's a real prospect here. Uh, I, I wonder that. also how much that kind of maybe burnt, like the the Lamelo experience, kind of maybe burnt some of that. I think I think the G League Ignite team heard it a little bit as well because they're eighteen year olds. Dyson Daniels is playing. He's obviously going to be drafted in this draft probably. Probably early teens, um, you know, six, seven dude who's combo guard, um, defensive prowess. He was great in that um, that little Emus. little ruse, Emus, yeah. little ruse. Yeah, I just talks football, Ollie ruse. That's all. Yeah. Every every junior so, team in any sport for me is the Ollie ruse. Like, 
So yeah, it's um, and he was getting paid four hundred a season. So I think there's because the next year I'll probably get. Yeah, they changed that though, didn't they? Didn't didn't they change that so now that um they can actually go into the G League as contracted players Stupid. rather than the um college. Yeah, but there's only a certain amount. It's probably it's your top three or four, or maybe five prospects outside of the college system. Mm. So college system still a derived thing. We're probably getting guys this year that will go late first, early second, as 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 kind of you know draft or draft and stash. Which I think mm. Tyler Harvey, Justinian Jessup, these guys are both draft and stash. Yeah, true. Um, you know that's I think that's a really good thing that we're getting these kind of second rounders. You know, is a draft and stash option, and teams like you know go and hone your craft in Australia. I think it's a good league, mm. um, and you're getting quality players. Like they they top 60 in a year in, in the world to get drafted into the NBA. So mm-hmm. um, we'd like to see more teams. I think more teams will have more opportunity to to get these draft and stash players to, to, to get some pro-formal names into the league. Um, you know, I don't think you can add them all at once, but I think with the way basketball is making a resurgence in Australia uh, with the amount of talent overseas bothering Ben Simmons, um, is he playing yeah, it? I think, no, he's he's got some disc. He's out for the season. Oh, is he? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. He, he, they reckon he might be back to make the Eastern Conference Finals. But would you play him? Okay. Mm. Would he play him? himself? Oh, too soon, too soon. Yeah. <laughs> he's suing Philadelphia for all the fines. Uh, just uh, what a strange strange man I remember covering that back in the day and then like the first season we're just like oh come on man just shoot it and the second season alright this is just weird like what is going on this is bizarre now like this is too unusual uh, you know I'm out I don't want to know like this is too unusual but I think I think it's a good good uh, a good discussion on the league itself you know even for us as the Kings are playing well like you yourself kind of want to go, you know, this is this is great to watch. Like you feel better about the game. I mean, it was like a far cry from last season where we were just like every game was like a heart-stopping slog. And like after games, you had to just sit on the couch just going like, oh, far out, man. Like we dug that one out. We've dug the last like six out and it was like a super, super hard slog to get through last season. It's just great for this season to see yeah. the quality. The one thing I'll say that I haven't, haven't found this year is that Australian player who is standing out like a Chris Gordon. Mm. I don't think we found that in this season. Like you know, like standing out like a a Matthew Dellavedova, standing out like a uh, an Andrew Bogut, a local league Andrew Bogut. Like Xavier Cooks for me is he's could go to the NBA tomorrow, but yeah. he's not really been that breakout star in this year's. Uh, a class, would you say? Yeah. Like, there's been no player in the league that you're like, okay, there's another Chris Goulding, there's another CG43, there's another Delhi who's on the cusp. It's all kind mm. of been, yet we know Cooks is going to get there, but we haven't seen that converted talent as yet. Yeah, he's um, not your typical scorer too, Cooks, because Cooks is the obvious one, right? Like, he's had that season yeah. where it's just like he'll be the next, I think, boomer, like the guy that comes to that boomers team and, you know, makes that step up. But he's not like the scorer, like a Goulding. Like he's a unique player that you can throw at different situations and the the usual basketball fan might not see that. People that don't support Sydney might not see Cooks and go, 
oh, that's a like a multi-tool player, like a sort of talented all-round player. They might just see a box score and just go, you only scored four points. Like, who is this guy type of thing? Because we, we've seen that type of thing before. But you're right. I think, you know, it was Sobi the last couple of seasons and he, he's been injured this season. Um, but apart from that, man, I'm struggling. Um, Bull, Bull Qual from Taipans has been pretty good. Like, not that yeah. level, but... Like whoop, stand up. Sunday, um, Sunday Detch, I think. Detch, I, I think he struggled a little bit, like in, like playing beside McCarran. I don't know, like, you know, I expected more from McCarran this season going to Adelaide, like on the on the big money deal, um, really prying him away from the, you know, that United team. I would have expected more from that. He just some of those games, he just looked like I'm out. Like I don't know, I got paid, I don't really care type of thing. Um, he's just like ooh. I lie. I should probably say outside of Sydney because I think DJ Vasilovic is the player as well. He's the next gen of superstar yeah, training. Yeah, but outside of Sydney, like Jack White, maybe a little bit. Mason Peatland, definitely not. Um, yeah, Magne has been better at times, but disappointing from his trajectory mm. in like old days. Like, well, like Magne was meant to be the next biggest thing. Um, Harry Folding was meant to be the next biggest thing, never kind of did that. So it's just, mm. it's just weird seeing that there hasn't really been a, this like new age standout local no. player this season. I'm hoping we see it next year. I like seeing that kind of talent, that, you know, that cusp of talent that could make a boomer squad even being that good locally. Um, and Do you want Wreath maybe? I'm just going down yeah, the Reith, list. Reith. Yeah, but Wreath was a, a European talent. Mm. I saw him playing team his quality but he's not really like a oh wow like he's come from the league he's come from overseas and played well and done well overseas um so yeah maybe jla yeah j well jla has been a yeah it's 27 though yeah 27 i mean he's there's there's in every way shape will he be in a uh in a boomers team that's in the qualifiers, mm. yes, like no kind of like the maker, the new type maker role, yeah, you know? yeah, like that extra guy that everyone's like, what, yeah, what, you know. But I haven't, I haven't seen that kind of that new kid on the block. Mm. Very, yeah, that's a that's a great point. Like you just, and I, I wanted to go back to what we've just been talking about about the the talent level of the imports and all of that stuff growing the level of the league. I wonder if that maybe Travis, Travis is a good shout. Travis, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been like um, awesome this season, and even though he plays for Perth, every time I watch him play, I just have a smile on my face watching him play. He's just so solid. I think um, if he puts on any kind of any beef. And keeps his skill like he he could easily play in the NBA, have a have a career kind of like maybe a little bit more of the career that Landau's having at the moment with the Spurs. Like obviously a different type of player, but like that level. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, that's a good good shout. Uh, yeah, even going down it's down this list, Kawhi Noy's been pretty disappointing. Um, yeah, Terrell yeah, Harris. The other thing I think as well is that. The, the players in the NBA, the talent that they have is because they play 82 games a season. If you can stay healthy and you're playing 82 games in a season, you're going to get good. You're going to have shooting systems. You go through things. But I think that's the other thing that this league needs to get to. It needs to get to a European level of games, which is around about 42 games a season. Mm. Um, and I think that's going to give 
these players more talent, more scoring opportunities, better shooting opportunities, and just increase their game. I think that's the, the difference, right? We've got these really good imports that brought this leg up, but in order to take it to the next level, we need to probably need to go um, uh, into some depth and hit hit that forty two game mark. Yeah, I think it's like it's like fifty in a year. You know what I mean? Like that's probably the sweet spot. What is the you uh, the NBA is I think about eighty in a year, right? Because it's forty and forty, like forty plus, year before, yeah. Plus play-ins, plus play-offs. Mm. So play-ins. it's eighty-two plus two play-ins. What a stupid, play-offs. stupid thing. Playoffs could be seven, fourteen, twenty-one, twenty-eight games. So it could be one hundred and ten games, one hundred fourteen games a season. Mm. You know, play them all, but I think just gently, like regular league, we need to get up to around that to a week. For twenty weeks, plus playoffs, um, and we can start getting getting some some better talent. Um, and yeah, that that would um, I think inc- increase the level of local talent as well. There's more guys. I mean, more opportunities to play because there's going to be injuries and there's going to be you know times where you can't play your your best player for thirty eight mm-hmm. minutes a game because you've got to play three games in a week. So, yeah. It just it, it takes it takes managing team to another level as well. So that's that's my thought. That's where I think we need to go as a, as, a, as a basketball nation. Nah, interesting. Um, yeah, I think we might uh, wind it down from there. But it's 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 interesting, man. Like the, the team's going well. It's good to just talk about other things. Like you don't have to go through what's happening with the team, complain about the bad things. Go, the good things are good, the bad things are bad. Like it's great to be able to look wider at this league. And like I said, the like being able to just not have those heartbreaking, like every game is a slog where your heart is just like, oh, like every game, man. Um, yeah, it's great to have that this season. So I, th- I think some interesting stuff about the league over the next few years. I think the Kings being one of the better teams in the league is great for the league in general. Gives everyone something to hate, and it also gives um, you know Kings fans some much returned joy after last year's you know real real slog. So yeah, I think we might start to wrap it up there. As always, yeah, we are live on Facebook right now, so give us a subscribe or a like or whatever it is if you're uh, watching us now live. Uh, we will put these up in audio format on the Anchor platform, which goes out to Spotify, to Apple Podcasts, to Google Podcasts. And then, yeah, I'll probably put this up on YouTube for a premiere tomorrow where you can kind of just watch it in replay if you want to on YouTube. Give us a subscribe and a rating or review on the audio platforms. And, yeah, I think uh, we'll leave it there. We'll be back next week on Wednesday after the um, after the, uh, the round finishes on that Tuesday game, ready to preview that upcoming Hawks game and, yeah, talk about those games. So, yeah, we'll be back then. Shout out to everyone out there. Hope you're staying safe. Hope you uh, keep out of this weather that's that's happening at the moment. It's absolutely bucketing down here. I could hear it start up. I was like, oh, I hope this doesn't get into the uh, the feed. Um, and then I hope, yeah, your internet's staying, staying decent over there. But, yeah, as always, we will see you guys next time. On the King's Dive.